Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome, everybody. We're excited for this episode of the Ready to Lead podcast. Man, this is going to be a hot topic today. As I have coached with multiple clients over the last couple of weeks and months, really, from Spain to London to Sydney to all across the U.S., there's a pattern that I'm seeing across the world. It's not just in pockets of the world. And that is what is happening in the workplace in a pandemic-affected world. It is... There are lots of new things that are popping up, lots of concerns, lots of questions, some good things, but overall some anxiety, some fear, some insecurity that's coming in. So if that resonates with you, if you're feeling like, yeah, you've had some things that are affecting your workplace that are are due to the pandemic, you're not alone. So Richard, I I heard you kind of go, yeah, I sense you're you're feeling that as well. Yeah, (laughs) We're, we're in it. And man, you're right. This is a, it's not just a hot topic. It is the anxiety that I, I believe everyone is is feeling, whether or not they realize it. So I'm excited to get into this episode because for a lot of you, you're like, yes, thank you. This is what we're going through. For some of you, you may hear this and go, I knew stuff was weird. I didn't exactly know why. Now that's it. Like I've, I've named it. And either way, I think it's going to be, a, I don't know if it's going to be a fun discussion. I think it's going to be a much <laughs> needed discussion. So I'm going to commit to showing up with humility and, and honesty about what we're going through and, and share any insights that we have. And, and Jeff, I know that you've got a ton of insights and, and have had more conversations globally. So I'm, I'm excited to just kind of break in. If, if, if nothing else at the end of this episode, my guess is that your shoulders will drop and you'll go, at least it's not just me. Now, totally. that's worst case scenario. Hopefully you go, I understand what's going on. I, and, and man, did, were, were there some really actionable steps to, to make things better, right? To, to give more clarity, to kind of reunite our, our company and, and get kind of aligned vision. So I'm excited, man. It's going to be good. I love it. Me too. What I want to do is I want to break it down and a few things to cover. One, I want to validate what people are feeling. Help people, like you said, go, okay, it's not just me. Two, I want to live in that feeling a little bit and just talk about what what exactly that feels like. Three, I wanna go through some of the causes and some of the effects that are going on. And then four, I believe, hopefully most importantly, is give some hope. Give some, some specific actions you can take, different things to stop doing, other things to start doing, and other things to just be aware of so that you can leave this episode going, ah, oh, okay, I, I feel validated, I feel like, okay, I'm not alone, it does kind of suck in some ways, but at least I know why I, and I know what to do so that I can improve the situation, improve myself, improve the company, improve the team. So hopefully with those four steps, we can, we can have an awesome episode together. So first, here's the validation. <laughs> and I started, I started feeling this, you go through COVID and in and of itself, that, that has been hard for various reasons. And then you start to feel after over a year plus, maybe things are getting a little bit better. And and you start to go, okay, what is quote unquote, the new normal, which annoys a lot of people, which I get, because there may not be a new normal, or what is the new way to operate? Or how do I go back? Anyway, you start getting back to a sense of normalcy. But then other things start to creep in. 
And tell me if you can relate to these. Tension being a little bit higher, friction being a little bit deeper and a little hotter with certain teammates, um, pockets in the business that may not feel quite as engaged or dialed in, a little bit of resentment, a little bit of entitlement, sales may be not going as consistently, and just overall dysfunction within leadership teams where you just get a little bit more frustrated with people. If you're feeling any of these things, first, it's it's very normal. Second, as I coach with different CEOs around the world, it isn't just isolated to certain areas of the world, I found. It, it's across the globe, literally. And, and as I talk with each of my clients and we go through it, it just helps them significantly when I hear what's going on and I say, it's interesting what you're sharing that's happening right now in London, the same thing is happening in Sydney or the same thing that's happening in Spain or in New York or in LA or, and they just, you, you literally, as I'm on Zoom, I kind of watch them and they just, they, as you said, Richard, you can literally see shoulders go, huh, and kind of yeah. go, okay. It's not just me. So it's not just me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so even, even when you hear that, Richard, what does that make you think as you hear, oh, okay. I know we've already talked about that, but just, I think it'd be sure. good to, for you to share your perspective with, with the audience. Yeah. I mean, everything's harder for, for us. I'll share our, a little bit of our story on Friday, April 13th, we sent everyone home from our headquarters in Austin, Texas for a couple of weeks. Uh, a couple week or a weekend, we extended that to a month. A weekend, we extended that to a quarter. The next quarter, we made the decision to be a virtual first company and operate that way as we wait to see what's going to happen. After that, we decided because we hired all over the country and, and started to even look at, at global additions to the team, we said, we kind of can't go back. But we couldn't go back. We still don't know what, if, if today is a new normal, if today is a temporary normal, if we're gonna go back to what it was, if it's gonna be something different, we still don't know where we're at. So there was this limbo. Well, a couple months ago or, or a couple weeks ago, things seemed to start to get a little better-ish, right? And depending on who you talk to, but people started leaving. So one, everyone was was looking to know, like, what are we doing now? Like, people seemed way more disconnected. People seemed way more out of touch. People seemed way more accusatory in tone. And, and like you said, like, it's harder to get people on the same page. Collaboration is difficult. Someone feels left out. There's just all these things that seem forced. We're right. not in a rhythm. We're not in alignment. And, and trying to get there is harder. And this person wants to communicate through Slack. And this person only does email. And this person wants to jump on a Zoom to to write what could have been a text message and and all of these things trying to figure that out and then on top of that people start leaving mm -hmm. and you start to go uh-oh did we make it through thus far to 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 seem like stuff's going to fall apart when it's starting to get better with the world like the business mm -hmm. is going to like start to crumble and and obviously that's overly dramatic but I'll tell you that's what it felt like. And, and that's what our thoughts are. I mean, yeah. If we're honest, our thoughts go to dark, deep places where it's like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a horrible leader. 
maybe the company mm -hmm. really isn't as good as I thought it was. And now that things are a little bit more stable, now people are going to where they want to, whereas before they felt imprisoned in this company, but at least it was a place of security. And your ego right. goes all over the place. It's, it's tough for sure. Boy, you hit on the ego. So I'll tell you where I've, where I've had to check myself a couple of times. And, and like I said, I committed to being honest and, <laughs> and, and as, as uh, humble as humanly possible. We, we made sure that, that we stepped up and, and supported our people during the, the, the bulk of the last year. So we're, we're going to cut other things before we cut people. We're not going to do that in this unless we absolutely have to. It's still a business, mm -hmm. but, but we're going to be here. So when the first few people put in their resignation at the end, I really had to fight my ego a lot. Mm -hmm. Like the, how dare you? How dare you leave us when we were here and didn't leave you? Do you know how easy it would have been to just cut this, but we didn't, but now you are. And obviously that's my own brokenness and, and humanity popping up, but it's there. I felt it and, yeah. and having to walk through it and, and say like, why are people leaving now? Mm -hmm. I think that was the big question. And, and the, the, the realization was, if it seems like a lot of people are leaving now, it's probably because no one's really left the, for the past 18 months. There were people that were exploring new opportunities either because this wasn't the right cultural fit for them, they had hit a ceiling, whatever yeah. it was, all types of normal reasons that people leave, like natural ebb and flow of, of turnover happens, but it didn't for 18 months. So if it feels right. like a lot of it's happening now, a realization that that finally, and I didn't have the realization. I think either either you or, or talking to one of my business partners, Ryan, really broke it down. Like this, this feels like it's happening all at once, because it is. Mm -hmm. But it would have happened over the past eighteen months, and it wouldn't have felt anything like this. Totally. So, yeah, that's. I In mean, fact, there's a, there's a there's a Harvard Business Review that came out and a study they 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 talked about that's now even more relevant than ever. And the great they're, resignation. They're yeah, the great resignation. It's <laughs> Sorry, like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, that's painful. But it's actually really helpful to, to put that into, into perspective, into context, and to go, okay, it's not just me. Now, I'm not saying now abdicate, we're abdicating ourselves from all the issues and we aren't the cause of any issues. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is there is a bigger picture going on. And a lot of people, what occurred during the pandemic was a lot of soul searching. A lot of why, why am I doing what I'm doing and and a lot of flexibility in where I live and where I work. And, and so a lot of people are not only leaving companies, they're leaving industries. They're leaving yeah. completely different career types and sw switching over. And, and so I think it's important to take that in, into perspective and to put it in context to say, OK, they are leaving, but they aren't only leaving because this was a, a horrible place to work. Again, I'm so not saying that that your place is perfect either, but it, it kind of it's all mixed. Well, it's definitely in the same not. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, you're not perfect. <laughs> so I'll tell you a couple of things. Like one, I'll share just one. This person that that just put in their their notice for our company a, a little while ago was one of the very first people to get super concerned that we were going to come back to the office. I don't know a, a couple months after after we kind of went home. And we didn't, and that wasn't the plan, but they were very vocal and very concerned about coming back. And it's it's just crazy how things can pivot and, and things can change in, in people's lives and, and no matter what, whether you got vaccinated right. or, or whether something else changed in your life. But then when the announcement was made that we are now a virtual company, this person was like, I want to come back to the office. 
I need to come back to the office. And we were like, we don't have an, I mean, we have an office, but we're closing that down under the, the, the previous kind of version of what that office looked like. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be in an office company. There will be opportunities to, to gather as it becomes appropriate. When you need to collaborate, we can, we can you know, do that, whether it's a meeting space or here. But a day-to-day, having an office coming in, having a dedicated spot, like that's not our reality anymore. And this person said, finally resigned. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, to leave because I need to be in office. Now I tell you that story to say some of the, the reason that people leave is because your company now looks a whole lot different from the company that they signed up for. Right. It, and, and that again, as not to be selfish and treat this as my therapy session, but that was helpful for me to realize that. I'm not even this, I'm not even presenting the exact same thing that they said yes to during the interview process, during the hiring process. We've changed. Yeah, and well said. That may be better for the company, but it might not work for them. And that's okay. Yep. Totally. Totally. Okay. So we validated some of the concerns, anxieties that people are feeling. We've we've lived in some of the difficult moments of that and how that can feel, how our ego can rage, how how it can just be a difficult time. And like you already said, Richard. It's hard enough running a business. Then you slap a, a pandemic on it and it's like, are you kidding me? This is, hmm. there's just so many new variables at play that are, that are tough to, to navigate through. So now let's talk about some of the, the reasons why things are happening. You just hit on one. The environment in and of itself is changing. What people signed up for is different than what they have today. Another one is our everyday working environments are shifting and therefore the medium that which, to which we use to communicate are changing. Very often when we had the face-to-face interactions, it was easier to just quickly touch base, look eyeball to eyeball, connect on something, whether it was superficial or deep, and to have that fluid dialogue. The, the difficulty with going from that dialogue, eyeball to eyeball, especially given that so much of what we communicate is nonverbal, and going then strictly to a text or a Slack or an email you strip out so much of the other richness of communication. And, and although we think it's a dialogue because it's back and forth on Slack, it's really not a dialogue. There isn't a lot of listening that can happen because we strip out so much of the other parts of communication from body language to internalities, all the other things. Th- then what, what happens? Because those are, those are stripped out and we're used to communicating that way verbally, then when we're slacking back and forth or texting, what are we doing as receivers? We're filling in those gaps. And more than half the time, we're, we're filling, them in, filling them in erroneously. And 95% of the time, we're doing it incorrectly or, or just not in the way it's intended when it's a high conflict conversation. When there's tension, when there's resolution that needs to happen, when we're trying to do that over Slack, we are filling all sorts of stories up because we were lacking that data that we're used to. And then it goes round and round. And many of you are probably chuckling like Richard just did of like, yeah, guilty, like that's happening. And I shouldn't say Mm -hmm. guilty. It's not like we're trying to, to root out who's right or wrong. What we're trying to do is say, this is normal. It's happening. And boy, it's affecting us. So as you think of this, think of in the last week, what conversations have you had or what communications have you had over, over Slack or text that might have been more effective had you just been able to pick up the phone or Zoom quickly and just have 
the body language tied to it, right? I, I guarantee people are listening going, yeah, I could have done that differently. But the question is how, when? When do you when to do that? And how do you know when someone's going to be available? It's just easier to just slack it because you're there. So I don't know, Richard, I know that resonated with you in some regards, but how, when you hear the question, how do you know when to go from a verbal communication to Slack and vice versa? Have you seen anything that you've done that you go, wow, that's a pitfall I want to avoid and not do? Or conversely, have you done anything that you think, wow, that's something I definitely want to continue doing? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing that I do personally is I make myself read the message to someone else. Mm. And, and it may be my wife um, or just out loud if no one's yeah. here. Right. And I check my tone. Have you ever read a message to someone else or read a back and forth conversation to someone else and noticed the change in inflection and tone when you get to your part totally. versus them? Now, one, you're usually reading your part with at least a slightly less aggressive or whatever yeah. the emotion is you were feeling when you wrote it because you're portraying yourself. Right. And you're likely doing the same but of the opposite to the other person. So I totally. read out loud whatever com whatever communication I'm going to reply to. And if mm. I know that I'm putting like a bad guy tone, if it were a movie, you'd be like, that's the bad guy. That person <laughs> is not nice. If I'm reading it in my not nice tone, my Disney villain tone, then I know I am ascribing some emotion to this communication that may not be there. And if I'm ascribing yeah. it, I'm going to respond to it. So a lot of the times... We are a lot of the times we always filter through and read written messages in whatever is going on with us. Yep. If you're arguing with the AC guy, if you're the, the, the kid and the dog is loud and the dog's barking in the background, you got a big meeting coming up and you read this slack, you're reading it with all of that baggage and all the yep. frustration that you may or may not take out on the AC guy. Hopefully not. You may or may not take out on the dog or the, the kid. Hopefully not. You may take out on whoever just sent you that message. So definitely, for me, if it's got my Disney villain voice, my Bond <laughs> bad guy voice, when I'm reading someone else's message aloud, I know that first I need to take a breath. I got to count to five. I've got to tell myself the best case of what they could have meant because mm -hmm. I've just acknowledged the worst case. Mm -hmm. And then I've got to know that if I'm living in between, it probably needs to be a conversation or... Yeah. Ask a question. Maybe yeah. ask them a question. Hey, seems like maybe jumping on the phone could 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 get this resolved a little bit faster or, or, or at least with less back and yeah. forth. You want to just jump on? Or acknowledge the weirdness. Yeah. I feel like I'm portraying something, uh, an emotion here that I'm not intending to because I'm being direct. Do you want to just jump on a call? Then yeah. everybody drops their shoulders. If you totally. acknowledge that you're doing it, that when you get on the phone, they'll probably be like, I, I went and read mine. I can say the exact same thing. But yeah. do the, the Bond villain, the Disney, uh, the evil Disney yeah. character test and read the other person's aloud. And if your voice changes and is void everything but the evil laugh at the end, you need to take a breath and then you need to change the, change the, the, the media of the, the conversation. Or Beautiful. Media, media, so, medium. So Medium, whatever. It's, yeah, whatever. whatever. We, we get it. <laughs> so I hear that. I hear you rereading, asking someone else. But I say, dude, you don't understand my workplace. I don't have the time. Mm. I don't have the luxury of waiting that long. I need to get the message out. 
And, and so mm. I, I hear that all the time. Here's what I say to that, to that pushback. You don't have the time, my friend, because you continue to create environments and opportunities like this that are sucking time out of the everyday yeah. work to try and resolve. It's one of those things in the moment that it feels like, what a waste of time to review. I don't have the time. We don't have the time because we're still cleaning up messes that we've made in the past of sloppy or, or difficult communication that people are still reeling from. And we're trying to make good on that. It, it, it makes so much sense to invest time up front to get the communication delivered in, in an effective way right away so that you don't have sure. messes to continue to clean up. Otherwise, you just continue to pile on and pile on, and you'll always feel like you're drowning. So just a quick caveat in case anyone, we lost someone saying, yeah, good luck with that. You don't understand my workplace. I invite you to just take a little time, pause that, a timeout and pause and go, I, I invest time up front so that it won't take forever yeah. long term. Like everything deal. else. I mean, you're going to you're either going to invest it up front or you're going to invest it in, in fixing the problem. And I'll tell yeah. you, it this, this shows up in business a lot. It's easier to fix if you are moving quickly and you break something, like break something, whether it's physically and, and actually literally breaking it or a process doesn't get followed because then you just go back and, and, and follow a process and you fixed it. When we are talking about emotion, like interpersonal kind of relationship stuff, is the things that can just lock a company or a team down. So it don't look at it the same way. Even though if you have processes, you should follow them for sure. But don't look at it the same way as like, I'm moving fast, I'll fix it later, it's fine. The this can can a five-minute conversation can offset weeks of resentment and underperformance and lashing out and and man, interpersonal stuff is a domino effect. You know, if one person has it, they're going to project that to someone else. And the next thing you know, that one five-minute phone call that you don't have time for costs you an, a, a, a key team member being upset. That person may be reacting poorly at their house. Like, what's the butterfly effect of not taking that five minutes? If you think about it like that, it, it you may not, quote-unquote, have the time, but you better make the time. Correct. Yeah. So worth investing that time. So we, we validated the pain. We've lived in some of that difficulty of just talking through some of the specifics. We're now talking about some of the issues and reasons why we're feeling the pain from, from communication mediums that aren't, aren't uh, quite as effective as they could be to maybe not investing enough time in relationships of trust. Because a lot of what we were just sharing, you're going back and forth on Slack. One of the things we're assuming is that you have already invested time historically on a relationship of trust. Back to one of our foundational episodes, right? When, we, when we're communicating and working from a foundation of trust, it's a lot easier to assume positive intent. It's a lot easier to not take offense. It's a lot easier to go, what might they be saying here? Because it sounds like they're being a complete butt face, but I know them well enough and, and it's not quite that bad. So hmm, maybe there's something I'm, I'm misinterpreting. So critical to, if you're feeling those, those feelings of tons of tension, friction, annoyance, ask yourself, when's the last time we broke bread together? When's the last time we just hung out? When's the last time we talked about something outside of work? When's the last time I got to know a deeper version of their story? When's the last time I understood what's going on in their personal lives right now? Are one of their kids really sick? Have they, did they just break up with their boyfriend? Is their pet sick? Whatever it is, 
because very often there's other issues happening that frankly are more important in their lives than, than this thing called work, that once we understand that, we have a much deeper level of communication. So I, I'm naturally segueing into some of the solutions, some of the tips that we can do to start to work through how do we get out of the frustrated feeling that we may be experiencing together and move on. And so number one tip that we've got is called the message matrix. It's a simple tool we'll, we'll give to you that you can download that just kind of shows different avenues of or different scenarios of communication and, and times to maybe check in or give correction or face conflict. And then on the top are different mediums to use. And there's a, there's a green and then there's kind of a tannish like yeah, decent and a red. Just a simple way to look at it to go, this is a great medium to use in this scenario. This is one you probably want to avoid. Although it feels really efficient, don't get seduced by efficiency if long-term it's gonna create all sorts of messes. So that's one, knowing what medium to use with what message and what timing with which person. I know it sounds super complicated. That It's actually fairly simple when you look at it. That's one uh, that, that I highly recommend looking at, printing it out and just training on that, letting others use it as well and having a discussion around that. So many other problems will be avoided. Number two, intentionally build relationships of trust. Check in on people. Flex your emotional intelligence muscle. If you don't have it, work with people that do have more emotional intelligence and lean on them. Ask for help because emotional intelligence in this season of business and maybe forever going forward is one of the most critical skill sets that we can understand and grow as we're leading through this, this unique time of, of life. So build relationships of trust. Uh, third, give yourself a break. Stop beating yourself up so much that everything should be perfect and everything should, shouldn't be falling off the rails. It is. Deal with it in a way of saying we can work through it versus oh no, the sky's falling. I think it's going to implode and I think we might go out of business. I don't know if I can make payroll. I don't know if I'm going to be able to retain the top talent. That spiral going down is not helping anybody. Just give yourself some grace. It's okay. And, and go back to some of the other tools we've talked about. Richard, anything else you can think of that are some tools and or tactics that people can use to help get out of some of the difficulty and or friction feeling that, we, that we're experiencing right now? Yeah, I would challenge you to acknowledge it publicly. And I don't mean like go on Facebook and make a public declaration of <laughs> everything kind of sucks at work right now. So let me clarify. A lot of the times we as leaders think that we can't acknowledge a problem until we have a solution. And I'll tell you that is a limiting belief. That is a false narrative. And it's also the things that keep this feeling of, of I don't know, angst, unsettled, yeah. like something's wrong it just perpetuates it. So one right. of the, the, one of the most powerful tools a leader has in any aspect of their life is to acknowledge something is wrong, even, and especially if you don't have a solution, you'll totally. see your team go, Oh, thank God. Oh, it's yeah. not just me. Oh, right. they feel it too. So if I, if, if, if things are weird right now, if people are leaving, if communication is strained, if, if anxieties or, or conflict is high, say it. Have a meeting with your team, have a virtual meeting and say, okay, guys, really excited. We're really kind of getting back into the flow, but I want to acknowledge something. We've got to figure some things out because right now things are weird. 
things things seem awkward. Things and communication seems strained. Anxiety is high. Conflict is happening more often. And, and we know that there's a lot of stuff going on personally and a lot of changes here in the business. So it is normal. We are going to figure out a solution to make it easier to communicate, to make it easier to collaborate. We don't have one now, but if you're feeling it, know you're not alone and know that yeah. we're committing to changing it. If you don't do that and you wait until you have the solution, you'll look up and you will have lost all of the good people. Right. They'll be right. gone because you didn't just acknowledge that something was wrong. So in right. any aspect of your life, something's wrong, acknowledge it. Talk about it right. with the other parties involved and just say like, man, if you're feeling this, so am I. Maybe ask. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. the person on your team that you're trying to protect by not acknowledging, by shoving your head in the sand, or by sitting up all night trying to figure out a solution, mm -hmm. maybe one of them has a solution. You just haven't asked. Yeah. So the thing I would say, follow all of these, like build, build trust. Yes, you have to have that trust. You have to be connecting with your team. Don't make your communication cadence go straight into work. Ask right. a question when you talk, like, how are things at home? Hmm. Anything exciting going on? Anything I can support you in? Anything you just need to talk about? Start right. there. Yeah. And, you know, and we are in, go ahead. Sorry, I get too excited, but keep going. Finish your thought. I was just going to say, in, in these Zoom environments, we are still programmed to have virtual meetings when the way that we did when they weren't the only meeting. So when yeah. the camera comes on, there's not a lot of water cooler talk. There's not a lot of this. We're right in it. We're attending right. a, a seminar or something that is professional, and we, we miss that bonding opportunity, that human connection. Don't let that happen. That's where the, that's where the trust and the benefit of the doubt is going to come from. And if you don't have that you're going to get into this weirdness and then there's going to be some time where you need to hold people to some level of accountability and you're not going to do that because it's weird and no one's acknowledged that it's weird. And this is just another layer. And now we're spiraling into what Jeff totally. talked about. So acknowledge that something's weird, commit to a solution, ask if anyone organizationally has ideas. Now you're partnering in a solution and the people that care are going to go all in and know that we're going to fix this because we have to. Yep, totally. So to wrap this up, it's interesting how what you just shared, Richard, actually goes back to one of our foundational episodes of building trust. There, the triangle of trust has three pillars, vulnerability, transparency, and consistency. What you just said, as far as acknowledging and sharing, is the vulnerability and the transparency. Fascinating. How when we do that in these environments especially, we build bonds, we build trust, we enable people to lean in and work together versus feeling ostracized, feeling totally just out of the loop and disconnected and not motivated, not appreciated and wanting to just be elsewhere. You know, interesting how so much of this comes about down to building trust, working well with people, understanding their dynamics and, and just empathizing with where people are in, in their moment. So hopefully this has been helpful for each of you. You have some actions that ideally you can take, you can download this uh, message matrix communication framework as well, just reminding us what to communicate and when being careful of certain mediums for certain messages because it just convolutes or confuses or just flat out rate enrages people. And ain't nobody got time for that. Definitely be mindful of how we communicate and what we communicate. And remember, you're not alone in this. We, we've all, we're all working through leading and growing together and no company has it dialed in perfectly. That's okay. And we people are doing things maybe better than others in some ways, but 
The same is true on the inverse. So just learn from others, learn from each other, give yourself some space and some grace and start to take one action. I invite you to look at, look at what we discussed today to say, what, what's one thing you can do to change, to create an environment of more trust and inclusion, an environment where people feel welcomed, where people feel like they can be a part of that solution versus feeling completely disconnected and, and irate. Not, no fun for anybody. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm interested to know what's working right now for you. What have you figured out in your organization as a leader that's making communication that, that is it. helping this transition? So, and the inverse of that, what are your biggest problems? Where are you stuck? So we want to know what have you figured out in, in how do you engage your team and continue to build that trust in today's environment? Where are you stuck? Where is there, where are there areas that you could use some help in that same, that same focus, right? Where can we help you? So send us your, your feedback. Let us know where things are going well and why. If you've got any really cool tools that you'd like to share, we'll give you a shout out and share them here on the episode. Awesome. If you have any questions that maybe we can help get a solution to, any specific uh, problems, let us know. Send us an email to feedback at readytolead.com and we will help break that down for you and share what's working with the rest of the listeners. Like Jeff said, you're not in this alone. We're all here together. So let's, let's buckle down and support one another. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.